Wedding Photographers, and welcome to Wedding Photographers Unite, episode number 31. I'm one of your hosts, Andy Buscemi, in good company with the night owl of night owls himself, <laughs> Mr. Neil Irvin. How are you, Neil? Um, I'm not a night owl right now. Um, I, I know uh, everybody thinks that I am from the last episode, but I actually woke up at 9, eight, nine o'clock this morning. Um, okay. <laughs> and it's, it's just one of those things is where I got a lot of work to do before we, we head out of town. Um, as everybody knows that WPPI is coming up and, and we're actually taking a little trip after uh, WPPI. Since we're out west, uh, we're going to take advantage of being out there and um, we're going to head to California after that. So we're going to be out of town for about two weeks. So we're just kind of making sure that uh, our business is, is uh, well, our home base of our business is is ready for us to leave for a couple weeks. Um, so Neil, I'm just looking at our show notes here and that's mm-hmm. actually going to be topic number one uh, yeah. with the, that we have down there is the steps to prepare your business when leaving town or vacation. So mm-hmm. when... Well, like we're both going to WPPI, so we're both going to be doing that. I'm not leaving as long, so I'm not going to be as much of in that game mind frame myself, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Um, but when I do do longer trips, I do have some things that I do too. But let's start with you. So what do you do to prepare your business when you're about to be off for a couple of weeks? What are some of the steps that you take? Well, for one, I'm going to be gone for two weeks. So that's, I mean, that's a very long time to leave your, your home base of your business. Um, and if, if you haven't done it before, it, as soon as you get back, you're, you're just going to be overwhelmed with the things that you're that, that are going to build up uh, while you're gone. Um, but pretty much what I want to do is make sure everybody's taken care of before I leave. Um, because if I do post something online that I am, you know, halfway across the country or, um, <laughs> or I'm, I'm actually enjoying myself in Vegas at, at some point in time, I don't want my clients to be homes sitting on waiting for a product. Um, whether mm. if it's an album or print that they just didn't pick up beforehand. Um, I just want to make sure that everybody is taken care of um, so that it just doesn't show that I'm putting them off um, for because, you know, I'm going to be away for t- two weeks. So, um, so I'm pretty much doing that. If there's any albums or prints at the studio that need to be picked up, I'll email the clients and remind them once again that, you know, we are headed out of town for a couple of weeks and, you know, if, if you don't pick them up now, you're going to have to, uh, wait until we get back. And, uh, if anybody needs them shipped out to them, we'll give them that option as well. Um, as for possible future clients and everything because we do get inquiries while we're out of town and we'll try and answer those as as best as possible uh we make sure that we have digital forms uh ready to go on our computers on all of our Mm. computers whether it's my computer or danielle's computer um if, if someone wants to book over the phone or by email we'll make sure that those digital contracts are ready to go form or any any other any other forms that might come up over the next two weeks um, we'll, we'll make sure that those are just ready to go just in case mm-hmm. anything, any, anything were to pop up. Um, and, and, and that's pretty much it. That that's, that's kind of, kind of what we do yeah. to prep. Do you have any ideas of, I mean, you, you, you went away for quite some time last year. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, my process is, you know, pretty much the same. The only thing that I think that you didn't mention that I, that I do is and maybe you do this too i don't know but uh is on my email i do put like an automatic responder on mm-hmm. it 
So if somebody emails me and it just, you know, immediately my the email will respond back, hey, you know, thanks so much for inqu- for your inquiry. Um, this is mostly, you know, well, here's the thing. The actual email <laughs> response will say something like, you know, I'm not available. I'm out of town for a couple of weeks. I'll be responding to all emails, um, you know, on a periodic base, base or something along those lines. You know, it's been different every time that I've gone out of town. So it'll be a custom thing for whatever's actually happening at the time. <laughs> but, but that, that just, just... to be totally honest, what that enables me to do is if it's an email that I really just don't want to deal with until I get back <laughs> um, and, it, and it can wait, that enables me to just be on vacation, you, you know, for, you know, for that time. Yeah. Now, if it's an inquiry or if it's something that really it, it does, you know, need, need to be responded to, then it, then I have the option of responding back to it if I if I want to right then and there. But I still, I'll still get the email, but they'll get that automatic response. So th- at least this way that my you know clients know that. You know, like you mentioned, I haven't just like left town and I'm still in business. And, mm-hmm. and, and why isn't he getting back to us, you know, within a couple of days like he usually does, you know? Yeah. Um, so at least people know. And and the same thing, not only just with the email, but I'll, I will also do that on uh, the uh, phone message as well. You know, so if somebody calls, um, it'll be something say, hey, thanks so much for contacting me. I'm out of town for a couple of weeks. Um, I'll be responding back, you know, on a periodic basis or something along those lines um, so that at least people know um, if I'm not getting back to them like I usually do um, what's going on. And then that just uh, keeps people in the know. <laughs> yeah. That goes in. And that because, you know, clients worrying about um, where their wedding photographer is, is, is never a good idea, no matter what stage or process you are with them, you know? So correct. correct. Um, that's pretty much you know what i do um and, and then I, and then i try to really not you know this even ties into our last episode but i try to really if i'm on vacation be on vacation or if i'm in um you know because otherwise then you're just working all the time you know so i, I try to put limits on mm-hmm. on it but you know easier yeah. said than done <laughs> easier said than done yeah. um, <laughs> okay so i uh we'll go into uh We'll go into one more topic here before we get into the other things. But uh, so, topic number two here is the B and H discrimination case. Which, oh my god, it's, <laughs> it's what year is it? Like, what year is it? Is it twenty sixteen or is it, you know, half a century ago? It's, I know. That's I can't even believe that this is a real thing. You know, if it's something to talk about. So, uh, if in case listeners haven't heard, uh, do you want to just give them like the quick twenty second rundown of this thing or? Um, you know, you know the title says you the United States versus B and H photo video. Um, supposedly, they had their um, um, certain employees of a certain race. Um, I think it was Hispanic race. Um, just they they weren't allowed to use the lavatories of other employees, and uh, they were made to use the lavatories that were separate from everybody else and they were unsatisfactory conditions. And, um, so that, that is, and I'm sure that there's a lot more to the story. Um, but that's pretty much what we know right now, uh, from what I've read, I don't know if anything has been released since the last article. Uh, do you, do you know anything more than that? I don't know anything more than, than what you just mentioned, which mm-hmm. is just the, the government is suing B and H for discrimination. Um, you know, and, and how much of that is true? I don't know. It's like, why would the government be doing that if there wasn't some truth to that? <laughs> you know, they, they people must have complained, and it must have so there must be some truth in in it. You know, in order for this to be a real thing that's happening. But it just still it still blows my mind that in 2016, 
you know, that this kind of thing is mm-hmm. still even real or goes on. Um, and I think so many photographers give the majority of their business to B&H Photo. It's, it is literally, it's the number one, you know, place where people, people, uh, people buy their photo equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, I think it's especially shocking to a lot of, um, a lot of us, you know, that are, that are out there doing the same. We live in this very modern world. We're out there. Uh, I don't know. I think, you know, we're, I, I feel like so many people today, like we, we've, we become more liberal as a society and, you know, we're just same sex weddings and, and when we're this very, you know, I think going in this great direction in this country and then you hear something like this and it's just like, what? So total <laughs> left feels, you know, that, that like literally you had people go in a certain bathroom because they were, they weren't able to join you in a particular bathroom. Like, what is that even? It's weird. It's, it's really weird. It is, especially being located in New York City. That's one of the biggest melting pot cities yes. in the United States. Absolutely. Um, and plus, I mean, this is a company that closes down for, I think, what is it, religious reasons? Well, or, yeah, yeah. yeah for, for a lot of Jew- Jewish holidays. For, Jewish holidays on yeah, Sundays. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, it's kind of surprising to me that this is actually, yes, like you said, it's it's still going on. And does this affect... You or I or our listeners, it, will, will we keep ordering from B&H because of this? And, I mean, I'm just kind of watching closely to see how far it goes. Mm. Yeah. Um, I, I do like to order things from other companies, but, I mean, B&H, they pretty much have it all. And plus, they're, I mean, they're, they're about a couple hours away from us. Well, more than a couple. Um, but, I mean, whenever I order something, I get it pretty much almost next day or, or two days later. Um, so I'd, I'd really hate to see that go and me order something from like a California store, a store in California. Yeah. You know, it's you know. going to take almost a week to get to me. Um, mm-hmm. and also, um, I lost my thought. Go ahead. Oh yeah. But no, but I was just going to say, uh, also with, uh, Amazon, I, for some reason, very oddly, I was, as I was doing my taxes the other week, um, I usually a few years ago bought like so much stuff through B and H. Almost everything was through B and H. But for some reason, in the last couple of years, I've really shifted over to getting a lot of my photo equipment through Amazon um, mm-hmm. because I'm an Amazon Prime member, and everything comes within a couple of days. They pretty much have everything that B and H has. You can get off of Amazon. Um, and uh, I don't know. I've just been ordering a lot of my photo equipment through Amazon uh, recently. So. Um, I don't know if that was foresight into the discrimination that was going on. I'm just, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, no. But... Uh, my my qu- question to, towards you, I don't know how things have changed so much uh, just because I haven't ordered on Amazon in quite some time. Um, with uh, within B and H is located in New York State, so are we. So we always got charged the New York State tax. Do you get sales tax on some items that you order, or all items now that? Uh, you know, I should pay more attention to it. Um, but yeah, I know that in B and H, I always got the sales tax on it, and then sometimes I would, you know, you know, there's a very interesting thing about sales tax. If um, and it relates to if you how you charge sales tax uh, for your current clients, and this is an entirely different, long-winded Ooh, conversation. Yeah. Um, but but one of the things, at least in New York State, is is if you are not charging sales tax on the service which is totally okay for the service portion, not the physical products thing in New York State, um, Then, but you must be paying sales tax on the actual equipment that you buy. But if you are charging sales tax on, on the service, then you uh, do not need to on the actual equipment. This is, don't take anything I'm saying for exactly 
100%, but this is in, in the New York State. The only time that New York, New York State ever responded and mentioned something as an advisory opinion to photographers in this particular article, um, they do actually mention this. Um, and matter of fact, for if there are any photographers in New York State, I'll actually link to it in the show notes. Um, because it's actually something that you should be under, be understanding. I don't want to get too much into the sales sex thing, thing because we can have a whole show on yeah, that. Yeah, this is a um, whole other but, episode. But, yeah. but the Go only ahead. reason I even got into that is because uh, when you pay sales tax on the equipment that you purchase, it actually depends on how, in some states, how you, um, if you need to or not, pay sales tax on the, the equipment. Because sometimes you can actually um, not, you can, you can say that you're a business and not, get the sales tax charged um but i don't for me i'm just like whatever <laughs> you know i don't i don't spend as much time worrying about that but yeah with bnh i got charged the sales tax and i think with amazon i can't give you an exact answer on that um i think that it is for for the most part you do get the sales taxes on there but not necessarily all the time i don't really look at, at it too close <laughs> so um but anyway, Amazon's been working great for me as far as ordering equipment from them. And with Amazon Amazon Prime, I always get everything within a couple of days anyway for free. Um, I think it's it's worth it in so many different ways, Amazon Prime. And, and Amazon Prime people, if you're listening to this, you know who you are. Once you get hooked, you're done. It's over. It's actually bad <laughs> news bears as far as it goes. Um, so... Um, and, and you know what else? This B&H thing kind of... A, kind of um, I mean, it bothers us as... Uh, as people who order from them, but it also bothers those photographers who um, are sponsored by B&H too. Uh, I know a lot of our listeners are more of the amateur. They're not there yet, uh, but I know a lot of a lot of photographers out there are actually sponsored by B&H. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of interesting to watch, see, see what, uh, what photographers are going to stop letting them advertise on their blogs and websites. So, Absolutely. but, uh, but we'll, we'll see more of, how this unfolds and listeners uh we do have an assortment of hand-picked information that's relevant to you uh but first just in case you lost your place in space and time this is wedding photographers unite a bi-monthly wedding photography podcast for wedding photographers by wedding photographers <laughs> thank you mr urban and the show goes live every other tuesday um uh and also uh while we're at it please do leave us a review in itunes and subscribe in iTunes. That's what helps other people find out about the show. Um, and before we go on, I would just want to say thank you very much to the people that filled out our survey for Wedding Photographers Unite. That sincerely, everybody that did that, sincerely from the bottom of our hearts, helps us understand where you guys are at, um, you know, in terms of like what you can, what you're looking to get out of the show. And it's been and the other thing, too, that I want to thank people that filled out the survey is that you didn't just fill it out and give us, like, one-word responses to some of our questions. You gave us, like, sentences and paragraphs at times in the way that we had that survey. And thank you for that. That really actually um, – to be totally honest, getting that feedback helps me and I think you too, Neil. It's just, like, it helps keep us going and understanding that, you know, we have listeners that are out there that are getting something from this. Um, and because this isn't, it's not necessarily easy, you know, to every two weeks, you know, like do the show and then there's a editing and there is some work that goes on in the background and we'll, you know, we're, we're going to have some guests that were, that Neil's working, you know, for WPPI coming up. So we do put some work into this and knowing that people are getting something back from it, um, really helps encourage us to keep going. So thank you for that. Um, um 
Yeah, as far as guests go, we, uh, I, I can't wait. I mean, doing this show, I never realized how busy other photographers were. I mean, I know you and I are, are always busy, but uh, but trying locking these people down, it's 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 a uh, it's a hefty task to to get some of these people. But uh, uh, but actually at WPPI, we have we have a couple uh, couple people lined up, and um, I, I can't wait to interview them and have them on our, our on our future episodes. So a- I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely, and so, before I before I leave the survey completely, it's, uh, I better uh, I better pick the people that are going to win my old lenses, the twenty four one point eight Canon and the fifty millimeter one point eight Nikon. So I'm crossing my fingers, so, I hope I win. <laughs> so um, what I found was random dot org, and if I go to random dot org and click generate on the number uh, here, I'm just going to generate a number, and I'm going to generate the first one. Uh, um, <laughs> hold on a second here who is this who is this who is she's from virginia i'm just looking Ooh, at the actual virginia. survey that came out here uh why don't i have an email from you do i not have an email from her, email from her? Uh-oh. oh no 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 there it is uh megan McHugh. Megan McHugh, and and she wants the Canon lens, so that's what she'll be getting. Um, Megan, thank you so much for filling, filling out the survey there, and we will. I'll be in contact with you just to get your address to send you the lens there. All right, congratulations, Megan. I'm gonna click generate one more time. Now this is for the Nikon, and this is gonna be yeah. So I, the way I figured is is whoever got it first could have what they wanted, and then I'll give them the this person the choice. Um, and hopefully they. Shoot Nikon or want the other one. Oh, and I'm going to be paying shipping on this one because this guy is out in the UK. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> hey, but you know what? <laughs> I, I, I never mentioned it, so I'm shipping it. Um, oh, it's awesome. I don't know. I don't text right off. <laughs> you know, I should have been better about asking for people's for people's names. Um, but it looks like. Uh, if your email begins with 1974, that was you that won the the Nikon lens. Oh, but he says he wants Canon. Uh oh. So, so you know what I'll do? I'll email him and see if, if if I can if I send it to him anyway. I don't know. I don't know. What do I do? Um. Oh, I thought I thought Megan won the won the. Yeah. Canon. Well, she did because she was first. So Megan's gonna get the Canon lens. Um, I guess I'll see if this guy wants the Nikon. If he wants it, I'll totally send it to him. And then if he doesn't, then maybe we'll pick somebody else next time. So we'll see. So, um, but uh, I, anyway, everybody, thank you so much for uh, filling out the survey and and being interested in our show and helping us understand more about who our listeners are. I sincerely appreciate that. Um, should we should we have like a runner up? You know, if one of our Nikon guys see if if he doesn't want some. The Nikon. uh, That's a good call. Let me see if I can. What do we do? (laughs) Let me see. Let me let me pick one more person here, and this will be the runner up. Um, So this is this person here, which is. Come on, Nikon. Come on. uh, Somebody in New Jersey with an email that starts with F A B. So um, so you are the runner up, and do you want Nikon, or are you Canon? Are you Canon or Nikon? <laughs> oh, well, he not for, oh, he prefers the Canon lens. Canon lens. Oh, uh, gosh. <laughs> okay. Maybe we should just keep on going until we get a Nikon person. Well, okay. Here's what I'm going to do. If any of those two people want it first, I'm going to see if they want it. 
See, I don't know. I don't know. What do I do? I should have been better about this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I should have been better about it. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna see if those if either those two people want it first, and then if they don't, then then we'll come back. That's how. That's so this, how. That's how. This, this is what happens when artists try and run a smart survey. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know we we try and be smart about something, and <laughs> you would figure that you know you we would have figured actually what you would have figured is that we would have scared all the canon people away because we talk so much about Nikon. You figure all the canon people would have gone scattering away. We're like, oh, you know, like these guys, all they do is talk Nikon. So, um, thanks, canon listeners, for still listening to us. I, I guess is what I can say. Um, <laughs> All right, so let's uh, let's uh, move on here to actually. You know what we should do before we move on to topic number three is I should remind uh, listeners to now that we're done with the survey, please help us help you and send in your questions to info at weddingphotographersunite.com, just like Kirby did. Uh, Kirby wrote into info at weddingphotographersunite.com and he says, "Hi, um, I would like you guys to discuss camera settings." Focus area, drive mode, metering, etc. When the church is large with low light. So large church, low light. Um, and he's actually talking uh, focus area, drive mode, and metering. Um, please discuss prep, pre-prep steps to get it right in camera as well as any advantages or disadvantages with DSLR versus mirrorless. Uh, um, oh, so thank you, Kirby, very much for writing in. And uh just to answer the last part of the question there, DSLR versus mirrorless for low light. Um, actually, I was going to say that maybe doesn't matter at all, but maybe it kind of does. Um, uh, what, are you, what are your thoughts on that? No, I, re- I really don't know if it that really matters. Um, I, th- I think it all depends on your ISO. And um, I mean, I, th- I think I actually covered this in another episode of what I do in this situation. Yeah, I, I think we... I, I go right into manual. I... I I, I like that blown out look when the when the doors open and that just beam of light comes right through, and then the uh, and then you see the silhouette of the bride and possibly her her father, um, and then that light's just pouring in, um, and then once they come up down the aisle, then I I think I I kind of test my settings right beforehand. I kind of test it out on some random guests that are walking walking up the aisle. Uh, then I pop in right into that that testing mode. Um, and then, then I just kind of go from there, but I usually go for like a little bit, almost like a high key look, but I can't remember what episode I covered this on in more detail. Yeah. Um, we did talk a little bit about this, but actually I'm just thinking about the DSLR versus mirrorless. And I actually want to say that, that that it kind of does matter in one area, at least for, at least what I'm thinking of is just that with mirrorless, especially talking about the the focus and focusing in low light and if we're talking about shooting in a low light church um mm-hmm. the one advantage that dslr still have is just that that the focusing is is now the mirrorless has gotten much better and the autofocusing is much better but it's not it's still not as quick or as fast as where dslrs are in terms of locking in um and it, it yeah. becomes especially more difficult when you're dealing with low light situations um so in that sense, um, Kirby, I would say you know your DSLR is going to be be give you a slight advantage um, in terms of focusing yeah, and, in low light. And and Kirby, um, come back in a couple future episodes. Uh, one of my goals while we're out in WPPI is to interview an actual person who went over to the mirrorless system and he shoots that hardcore now. Um, and we'll we'll kind of forward this question to him and see what his thoughts are. So. Um, so yeah, that's a good idea. Continu- if, to, if you, yeah, to, if you have somebody lined up for that, that, definitely let's keep this question in mind and ask and ask 
and ask what you know being on the opposite side um how how it's different especially in that kind of sad yeah. situation but um uh so he, but he does say i'd like to discuss the camera settings uh, you know what focus area what drive mode are we using metering etc so actually that's a good question when the bride is walking down the aisle right are you is there a particular um he says drive mode but isn't it uh focus um like a focus mode essentially is what, what really what i think he's saying right um so you know some people shoot in one shot focus mode some people will do um the continuous focus and there's then mm-hmm. different cameras have different blends of those sometimes between a one shot and a continuous autofocus are you a continuous autofocus guy when the bride's walking down the aisle or are you always a one shot guy or what, what do you do no i'm uh when the bride's coming down i do continuous um but unfortunately majority of last year my uh autofocus uh broke oh yeah, my oh, yeah. 7200 so right. i had to go manual focus all last year pretty much uh-huh. uh so I, I can't wait to uh get my hands on a new lens and actually shoot uh Manual or uh, autofocus again. Yeah. That was a that was a pain in the butt. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, but yeah, I'm I'm more of a continuous guy. Okay, yeah, I've you know I used to always be a one shot, and I would never do the continuous because I never trusted it. And I feel like on my older cameras, like I didn't trust it. Like on a 5D Mark II, man, and like even on the center focus point, I was like, man, I do not trust this thing, and I so I just locked in every time. And so I always shot one shot for a while. And I, and I would always try and, you know, give myself enough room. And when I say room is like in terms of depth of field, like so that I was at like like maybe three, five or something like that, if I could be so that by the time that I focused and they took that half an inch forward, they were still in focus, you know. Um, but uh, but yeah, then recently as I upgraded the cameras and especially moved to the D750, man, the continuous autofocus and the 3D autofocus, which I never used anything like that in the um, in the Canon world because I I just feel like it wasn't where it is on that D750. But man, that continuous autofocus, the 3D mode is just ridiculous. When you have somebody like running around doing jumping jacks in front of you or a little kid and you want to get them in focus, it works, man. It it just works. You know, it works. And, and, Yeah, those yeah, those flower girls running up the aisle yeah. uh, and then, then they decide to stop and turn around and, and head down the other way. So yeah, it's that's always fun. Absolutely. So um Kirby, I hope that uh, helps you in some kind of way. And um, if there's anything more that uh, we can answer to that, that maybe we didn't get to, you know, feel free to let us know. But I hope that at least at least helps in some kind of way. And uh, and tune back and tune back for that mirrorless interview. So. Okay. And then we have uh, one more. This is um, from Good Guy Rob again. Uh, so I'll just uh, hey. I'll just read this. We had an episode titled "Good Guy Rob" when he wrote in because I think this is like our this is like our super fan of Wedding Photographers United. He's wrote in a, a couple times now. You know, I got I got to come up with my own name like Good Guy Neil or uh, you know <laughs> the the awesome Neil. Yeah. So, uh, so so Rob wrote in and he says, "Guys, I cannot stress how hard something you said resonated with me." Uh, WPU twenty eight. Uh, talking about college students. And then he put it in quotes. Um, I don't know if you said it or I said it, but it, uh, it says, uh, there's a couple of photographers that really got to know me and some of the working photographers in the area. Rather than not being involved um, in the community, um, they decided to throw themselves out there, go to these meetings with photographers that are actually doing their own thing. They got to network. Um, and so then Rob goes on. He says, a year and a half ago, I moved to a new city and knew literally zero photographers or people. I started going on these on these uh, meetings, and one 
person would say, oh, check this out. And that led to something else, which I checked out. And people would refer me to another photographer. That photographer had a local high-quality wedding photographer group. And before I knew it, I was surrounded constantly with people who were above my level. I like how he says that people were above my level. Um, He says, this leads to so many referrals to weddings from other um, area photographers. Before I knew it, I shot more weddings in a new city than I did the year before. Um, and, and then he goes on to just say, I heard a couple years ago, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Those college kids are doing it right. And that's, that's so, so right on. That's right. Good guy, Rob. Um, because like, like, honestly, if you put yourself in a position where you are learning from people that are better than you, then you are just only going to get better. If you go into an area where you're like the best person in the room then you you have nothing to learn. You have absolutely nothing to learn. So, um, I mean, there's not, not always, necessarily... There's always something to Yeah, exactly. Learn. I was going to say, there's always something to learn, and you can learn from bad ways of doing things sometimes. But, but yeah, it's a totally true point that um, when you put yourself in that place... You know, the one thing, uh, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. The only, the only person that could really say that is, like, Steve Jobs. Because Steve Jobs, when he was the smartest person in the room, and he was kind of a jerk about it at the same time, um, but he was the smartest person in the room, and he was probably in the right room, because where else, what other room was he going to be in, you know? So, <laughs> but yes, I totally agree with your point, and uh, thanks for bringing it up. And that, that's a, that is something that, you know, listeners, if you're younger, if you're an amateur photographer, if you're a college student, student um you should be going and meeting with other areas like because many many of these groups have lunches and uh, and more and morning breakfasts and meetings and things like that do it please do it i don't know andy do i don't know andy i gotta stop you right there i think uh, i think steve jobs failed pretty uh pretty bad at uh, apple aperture <laughs> i mean he was definitely not the smartest guy in the room uh, when it came to that so, yeah but those uh, those that was a subsect of apple people you know <laughs> Oh gosh! Not everything. What a failure! I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go Not ahead. everything. That, be- that was just running through my mind when you were saying that. <laughs> but maybe you should have learned. Maybe you should have uh, uh, hired some really professional photographer <laughs> in the room and really listened to what they needed. But yeah. Go ahead. But, go ahead. Yeah. But at the same time, we learn from our failures. So uh, you know. I don't know. Maybe that's where the new photos came into play. But who knows? Yeah. Um, Good job, Adobe Lightroom. Uh, okay, so let's get back on here. Thanks for writing in. And just remember, you can write in as well to info at weddingphotographersunite.com. No, and, and, and you know what? Going back to good guy Rob uh, about his, his point of meeting with, with people, um, I was actually interviewed by another author, um, and she asked me, what are some of the mistakes that beginning photographers usually make uh, just to get their work out there and trying to get business? And one of my things was, which I know is controversial, um, I I said that they go to these wedding shows, uh, the bridal shows. Um, they're 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 going up against these businesses that have these wedding shows down to a science, uh, and they know how to book these brides. And it just if they don't book anything, if they don't get the the, the traffic that they want to, they'll feel deflated. Uh, they'll feel defeated. Mm. Um, their their confidence will go down. Um, but what, one of my things is go out there and make real relationships with other photographers, with other vendors. It doesn't have to be all photographers. It could be other vendors too. Um, and if you, if you show people that you're professional, you're very passionate, you have beautiful work, that's when the referrals will come in. I guarantee you that you will get more referrals by other people than going to a bridal show. Um, and, and, and the person was kind of, 
You know, she was kind of surprised of when when I said that, but I, I firmly believe it, and what good guy Rob just said kind of kind of confirms that. So <laughs> thank you for that. So. Um, okay, so, uh, I just, I just, I just, every time I hear good guy Rob, I want to laugh, but I, but good guy Rob. Um, okay, so we're going to go to topic number three, which is how much photographers should charge in 2016. There was a fantastic article, um, that was, uh, mm-hmm. written by, I think his name is Rosh Sillers. Is that correct? Rush Sillers or something. something oh, I, I don't know. I, um, I, sh- I should know who he is, but I don't know who he is as much as I should. And I know that I should. Um, we'll, we'll post Yeah, we'll post the link in the show notes. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's, a, it's a fantastic article because it's the thing. It's a question that that every beginning photographer wants to know. It's a, it's a question that even people have been doing this 10, 15 years want to know <laughs> when we ask ourselves, when we get particular inquiries. Um you know what we should be charging for particular jobs but this this is like he gives like a ballpark for like different kinds and different types of photography editorial and um commercial work based on assignment um so he's giving you like a ballpark figure and then explaining why um each particular um thing or you know each particular area of photography um should be charging a, this a certain amount or or maybe not should be charging a certain amount but what is the current trend in that particular area um that's that's pretty much the gist of that article right is there anything else that i'm missing from it that you want well, to I mention mean, I, from it well I, well I like how he he puts per hour or per image uh per hour that that can go towards a wedding but per image you can't really do that through a wedding you're not going to charge you know 200 bucks per image unless um you only give them like 100 or 200 images per wedding which i think we did have a guest who kind of only gave that certain amount to to uh their clients but um but no i'd be this kind of gears for wedding photographers and commercial and photographers uh what what stood out to me because i did click on this to make sure i was i was kind of right where i was and yes i am a top professional so i am i am charging correctly based on that information uh but i am not a top professional in commercial photography. Um, I believe I'm somewhat on the mid range. I'm kind of like, I'm a top professional, but I not, uh, because I just don't do commercial photography all that much, but I recently did a commercial job and I charge $800 per image, which it's top professional should be charging between 250 and 1500. Um, so I was right. I was right in the middle, which is yeah. great because I'm I'm just beginning and I'm just starting into the commercial right. photography. Well, I'm not starting, but I'm just getting into it more. Um, yeah, but you know, the only one thing I just wanted listeners to be aware of is you know, Neil, you just mentioned eight hundred dollars per image on the commercial work that you did. Um, every for listeners that are listening, every commercial gig is going to be a little bit different and you have to understand the company that you're working with you have to understand the size of the company the number of eyeballs that will be on the particular ad the placement of it is it on billboards is it in airports you know where is is it in magazines where is it going to be so every job is a little bit different so uh it, it's that's what makes the commercial pricing commercial work so crazy and difficult but that's it good sure if, does, you, yeah. if you if you were felt if you felt like you fit like right in the middle there basically of where yeah you and, and, to be. and the image yeah, and the images that i took um i think i uh they're not going to be seen on websites they're not going to be seen on any brochures um it was it was a completely different job um and i i i was very very happy with the amount of work i had to put into it and uh what i got paid for the for the job so um, yeah yeah it was it was definitely worth my time 
Yeah, and you know, some people, you know, the the advantage of commercial work like that is, you know, it's actually, you know, as far as like being a commercial photographer goes, it sounds like it can be this great thing, and it, and it can be for people that really actually do make it. Where sometimes, you know, I don't know if, if our listeners really understand like what some of these budgets are for like bigger commercial gigs, but sometimes they have like hundred thousand dollar budgets um, to do to do. You know, no, I've been on that. shoots where I was actually just assisting other photographer friends where like the budget was a hundred thousand dollars and I was just holding lights and stuff like that and or more, you know, depending on, on what the shoot is for. But it's for for like eight images and companies will pay, you know, something around that for eight images because they're because of the use and the quality of work. And it, it's like being on a TV set where you literally have 20, 30 people running around on set doing these different things in order to make these one images, these images happen. So, um, it's something that kind of blew my mind once I first was involved in my first few commercial shoots like that, that, that I just wanted to mention, because I think a lot of people don't understand what really goes on, you know, on a commercial gig like that. It's, it's literally like being on a TV production, um, except the end goal is, is photos, um, as opposed to, um, as opposed to a film or something. So, Mm -hmm. um, Okay, and I think that's going to bring us to our last topic, um, which I just wanted to mention. Uh, well, I just wanted to mention the idea of the camera clubs, and and they're out there. And I had a you know a little you know experience with one, and maybe I even have some listeners um, that were at the a session that I presented to a local camera club um, here in the Buffalo Niagara Falls area. And uh, you know what is. I have to say that like it's it's a very interesting group um of of people that end up uh, doing the camera club thing and you know there's something interesting about the name camera club that I feel like 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 they're like maybe we might want to change the name of camera clubs to something else uh <laughs> going camera, forward camera group camera yeah. meetups <laughs> I don't know but 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 there are these groups that are out there and I feel like a lot of people don't aren't even aware of them but like they had like you know I did the session and I had like maybe like 50 60 people show up and it wasn't like it wasn't like a like um you know like the like a regional uh presentation or anything like that was just literally like their monthly or bi-monthly meeting and then like 60 people show up like every every couple weeks and it's um you know like it's interesting because it's like almost like an older generation you know if if you know what i mean like like people that guys have been doing this for years and it's very a lot of them are very technical and very use a light meter for everything. And I mean, the reason I bring up the light meter in particular is because my session, I think I mentioned a couple episodes ago was just on, um, what was the title of it? I'm creating beautiful photographs in less than ideal conditions. And, you know, on a wedding and which is so much about what we do, right? It's where it's like, we're in this bride's room in the morning and there's just junk and 10,000 bridesmaids everywhere and all sorts of craziness and sanity is going on. Oh, now I've got to make a beautiful photo when there's all this <laughs> chunk all over the place, you know? So, <laughs> so, so that was basically the idea of my session and, mm-hmm. and it went really well. It was awesome. And I used, and I actually, I, I, I kind of loved it because I was back in my old teacher mode when I used to be a teacher where, you know, actually having people there to, vibe off of and everything yeah, like that yeah. but um 
But I brought up the light meter thing because, like, you know, like one of the guys asked, like, so how do you light meter for that? You know, <laughs> you know like, and I'm like, I don't light meter, man. <laughs> so I'm just like, I've just got to be honest with you. I don't use a light meter on a wedding day when I'm running around like a mad person, like all over the place. Like, mm-hmm. there's a light meter in my camera for a good reason, you right. know, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, and I think and I and what's so funny to me is like that my answer of. I don't use a light meter. I feel like half of the jaws dropped in the room. <laughs> you know, like, 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 like that. Like that's just so funny to me. You know. I hope you are laughing at it. them. Like how you're laughing. No, now. no, 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 no. But but honestly, I because I, like, I have I, a feeling that you got kicked out of the club. <laughs> no, 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 not at all, not at all. And as a matter of fact, I think there was like a good energy, and I think it was kind of funny the way that that we were talking about. Like I don't use a light meter. You know what I mean? Like I said it just like that, and and it was kind of like you know explaining. You know, like when you're on a wedding. Like to take the time to light meter means you miss so many shots. You miss so many photographs. Um, if if I were to take the time to light meter, or even like you know, people are asking about white balancing. Um, you know, and 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 sure, I could white balance every shot that I that I took. But then when I move two feet this way and two feet that way and three feet that way and three feet that way, I'm gonna have to re you know get out a white card and or a gray card and and white balance all the time like nope not happening i'm doing that when i get back in lightroom you know and but but it's a real answer you know to like to to like what is actually going on and the other thing that just came up is just like how much personality comes into into play with booking weddings and everything like that now today compared to how things used to be where back in the day it really was more of a technical craft right where people understood the technical aspect and that's how you book because nobody else had access to be able to technically photograph a wedding you know it's very different today and that was a bit of the conversation that we got into but i just wanted to mention the camera club thing and just follow up on that because there was some interesting uh things that happened there and in so, camera clubs <laughs> so if, if if one of our listeners wants to be uh part of a camera club how did you find about this camera club um and and how can our listeners find about their local camera clubs in their area? Yeah, you know, there's a meetup group like back in the day when meetup.com meetup.com, meet yeah. Yeah, it was a thing and it still kind of is a thing now. Is it really? Um, yeah, it still exists. It's still out there. Um and uh but like you know <laughs> there's announcements on there and I you know somebody this was somebody asked me to come present at the camera club, you know. Okay. Um but uh but they're still out there and and what's what's surprising to me is the number of people they they draw in you know like to have 60 people in like buffalo show up twice a month to anything photography oh really this was in buffalo huh yeah it was yeah i mean in niagara falls buffalo like like in that area content area something like that you know that's that's that i had no idea that 60 people photographers show up to anything twice a month and you know, and 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 even in an area like ours, so yeah, um, it's, it's very interesting. But I just uh, thought I'd bring that up because it was interesting, and you know, and camera clubs. I don't know. I think camera clubs should. I love I love you camera clubs, but I think that maybe you want to change your name from camera clubs to something else going forward. I'm just, <laughs> it's you know, <laughs> moving forward. Um, You're never gonna get invited back. No, 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 no. I think you're out, you're out of the club. No, I, I think I think actually I will get invited back because I think there was a good thing going on. We had we had a good time. It was fun. Yeah, yeah actually, it was laughing. a ton of fun. Keep laughing at him. Keep, keep I am not him, laughing at him. I'm, I'm just saying the camera clubs. I love you, camera clubs, but it's time uh-huh. to change your name from camera clubs. That's all I'm saying. It's time. time. And, and, you, and you don't want them to use light meters anymore. <laughs> well, no, actually, it's it's all good. I mean, if you want to learn how to use a light meter, like, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. 
No. It's just, you know, when you're working, you, you don't have time. You don't have time for, for light meter, you know? <laughs> um, all right. So with that being said, um, remember, um, Neil, you mentioned off off the air, whenever I say something that's slightly controversial, you get all the hate mail. So I do. If you, I if do. you have what any hate mail, that? just please send it to, to Neil's way. He was saying something not, not positive about camera clubs. I don't know. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Neil, anything else before we wrap up episode 31? Anything you want to mention about WPPI? Uh, with, uh... No, I mean, if, if our listeners are going to be there, please, please, please track us down, hunt us down. Uh, we want to we wanna meet you in person. It would be, it'd be wonderful to meet you guys and possibly even have you on our show. I, yeah, I don't know. Um, we just, you just never know what's going what's gonna to go on there. So I really can't wait. And plus, um, we're going to interview a lot of people and maybe possibly have on a past guest um to see where they are now um and i don't know we'll, we'll see we'll see what's going on but if you do see me please say hi even if we're crossing um in a in a hallway uh please stop and say hi to me so absolutely awesome. and, and if, if you see two bald white dudes hanging out that, <laughs> that 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 look that sound like us that's probably us so so feel free to say hi and uh, and that would be our pleasure. So uh, thanks, everybody, for listening in to episode 31 of Wedding Photographers Unite. We hope to see you. Yes, at w- and, and also go and back. If you, ha- if you haven't yet, go back and listen to episode 30. That was a very, very special episode. Yes. So please go back and, and listen to that, too. Yeah, so. a- absolutely. Episode 30, I think, was like our strongest episode in terms of like the human nature of what we do you know and it wasn't even totally always photography centric but it was like the human element of like what goes on in relationships in life today so um, yeah and uh we got a lot of great feedback from our listeners about that episode so if you haven't listened to it go back great uh thanks again everybody for listening in and uh neil where can people find you uh follow me at neil urban uh any social media website that's out there um instagram facebook mostly so yep that's that's where you can find me okay and you can uh google me andy buscemi b-u-s-c-e-m-i and uh follow me on facebook twitter instagram are the main places uh although i'm I'm gonna try i gotta use twitter i gotta use twitter yeah i know i I want to use i want to use instagram and twitter more okay i want to use it more so actually you know what would be amazing uh anybody wppi tweet at me at, at WPI. And, uh, and that'll, and then for me, Instagram and Facebook me, and I'll, I'll respond right away. You know, I'm, I'm really good at responding at WPPI. So, uh, even, even little last meetups, they happen all the time. Uh, even like at 10 o'clock at night, you know, there's meetups always going on. So, uh, so just message me and we'll, we'll get in touch. Okay. We'll look forward to seeing you then. Thanks so much for listening in to episode 31 of Wedding Photographers Unite, and we will see you next time. Take care, everybody. Bye. Wedding Photographers Unite.